Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host, and we are ripping through the eight divisions, the eight NFL divisions, with free agency grades for every single team. And on this episode, we will be doing the NFC North with Cody Benjamin. Reminder, it's still madness time in the sports world with the NCAA tournament as crazy as ever. You're a diehard sports fan, which means you want to stay in the know with all sports. And that's where CBS Sports HQ is your streaming answer. Just think about what's on tap this week alone. The NFL draft, off-season coverage, breathless discussion of Mac Jones and, and Kyle Shanahan and, and overthrowing the football. MLB opening day on Thursday, Bellator 255 on Friday, golf picks, highlights, and of course, unmatched breaking news coverage. We can go on, but you get the point. Sports never sleeps and neither does CBS Sports HQ. It's available on your computer, your phone via the CBS Sports app and your connected TV via the CBS Sports app. I believe Paramount Plus as well. I leave it on all day. And if you live and breathe sports, I'd tell you to do the same. All right, let's get to the NFC North. Cody Benjamin, what's up, buddy? How you doing? Doing great. Good to be with you. Ready to run through the North. <laughs> uh, I feel like there's a Raptors or a, or a um, Game of Thrones joke here, right? Maybe. Absolutely. Actually, no. Are you? Are <laughs> you? Are you, a, are you a Game? Are you a Thrones guy? Did you watch Thrones? I'm actually not. So I don't know if this is a. I'm sure it puts me in the minority, but I actually have not. You know, I, I'm not in on that. Probably so. puts you in. I would guess that if you took the entire world, it would put you at the majority. You know what I mean? Like we tend to think it's like, look at all the people that watch the Super Bowl. It's like, well, that's actually like a small percentage of the, you know. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's, you know, pop culture, Twitter, but I feel like I'm probably healthier because I'm out of the discourse there. I don't know. What do you think? Maybe not game. Yeah. I mean, you're definitely like, you're definitely a better person for not watch, for not watching Game of Thrones from a, from a violence and, and, uh, and, and various other things perspective. Anywho. Let's get to the North. The Bears, we will start in Chicago, where the Bears added this offseason. Andy Dalton, Damian Williams, Desmond Trufant, Jeremiah Atachu of note. Uh, they also retained Allen Robinson on the franchise tag. It doesn't seem like he's really happy to play there. Mario Edwards and uh, Jermaine Effetti. They lost Mitchell Trubisky, who went to the Bills. Kyle Fuller, who signed within 35 seconds with the Broncos. And Roy Robertson. Harris, what grade, Cody, would you give the Bears for their offseason? Yeah, I gave it a D. I know it's um I know it's popular to kind of pile on the Bears, but it's just that's because it's the smart thing to do. I mean, people see what it is. And honestly, I'm not really thrilled with what any of the NFC North teams did, but I look at Detroit, Green Bay, and Minnesota, and we'll get to them, but I look at them as kind of, you know, treading water. And the Bears are sinking. I mean, that's that's just how I look at it. There was one team that didn't hit the mark this offseason. I think it was Chicago. And, look, I get that Andy Dalton has a chance to be an upgrade on Nick Foles. I know we've this conversation has been beaten to death. Yeah. He's got a chance. He's got the staff connections. But, I mean, I think this offseason should have been about taking a big swing at quarterback. And you can swing big and miss big. 
But I think the one thing that you shouldn't have done is settle for basically the most, uh, I, I guess, lukewarm option on the market. And that's, to me, that's Andy Dalton. I know that, um, you know, Mitchell Trubisky departing, you're losing more upside um, in this exchange for Andy Dalton. Um, so, yeah, I just, I didn't love it. I think they downgraded that corner, downgraded, uh, you know, Allen Robinson, like you said, he probably doesn't want to be there. I mean, unless they get a big money extension done, that really doesn't do much for me. Uh, just not a whole lot of inspiring moves there in Chicago. I agree with you. I mean, look, the problem is settled. That's the perfect, it's a perfect word for it. And it's not even like Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy got scared and were like, Oh, let's just settle for Andy Dalton. We don't, you know, they didn't really have a choice. I mean, that was sort of the, and that's not a, you know, that's, that's not like giving them a pass. It's, it's giving them more blame. I mean, they put themselves in the position not to have the ability via draft assets, via, you know, uh, r- roster maneuverability, salary cap flexibility, um, you know, pl- high quality, tr- you know, tradable assets on your team. They were unable to go out and try to make a move in the trade market. And just the way that things shook out with Jameis Winston going back to, you know, New Orleans and, you know, the reality of not being able to roll with Mitchell Trubisky again, even though I, I tend to agree with you. Like, wh- what does Andy Dalton give you? Like, wh- wh- I mean, I'm not saying you should trot Trubisky out there again, but I mean, guy, you got so much invested in him. Like, is Andy Dalton that? I mean, is it that, like, you think you're going to win 14 games with Andy Dalton in the Super Bowl? It's not, I mean, it's not going to happen. And the thing that solidifies it for me is this fact that apparently he was told he's the starting quarterback. I mean, I think that's the most outrageous thing about it. Obviously you're paying him high end backup or low end starter money, uh, 10 million for a year, but my gosh, I mean, you're telling me. In going into the offseason, you know, quarterback is this huge priority. You know, they talk publicly about it. They say we, every option is on the table. We've got a plan. You're telling me the plan was Andy Dalton at 10 million and not just that, but you're telling him going into camp that he is the starting quarterback. I mean, you couldn't convince me that Nick Foles might, you know, be a better option there. Um, and like you said, Jameis Winston, you know, I think it would have been worth spending the extra five or six million. To, to Lord Jameis Winston there and see what you have. I mean, you're, you're getting more of an arm that way. Uh, you, you could have offered some picks for Sam Darnold. I mean, almost every other option has a little more juice. And I think that's, you know, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Again, I get these staff fits, but you know, in their situation, I think Ryan Fitzpatrick is a bigger swing than Andy Dalton. And that's exactly, I guess, what, what turns me off about it. It's not a, it, it's, it's kind of just falling back onto what's familiar with those staff connections. And um, I mean, Andy Dalton hasn't, I don't think he's had a winning season as a starting quarterback in a half decade. I mean, you look at the numbers, I mean, yet he wasn't good in Dallas with a better offense. So uh, yeah, just not, not a great one. Yeah. And I mean, it's, I mean, the bears do have a, I guess, improving offensive line to a degree, but there's not a ton. Of, I mean, we don't know if Allen Robinson's going to play. Presumably he, he will because he wants to get paid and become a free agent. But I mean, you know, he's sick and tired of being in Chicago. They don't have a ton of weapons there. I mean, Cole Komet has flashed a little bit at times. I mean, Jimmy Graham is a shell of himself at this point. Anthony Miller looks like he's going to be a bust. And I think when you sort of look around this roster too, you know, I mean, they paid Robert Quinn a lot of money. Khalil Mack has a massive contract. You know, Jimmy Graham is taking up 5% of their salary cap space this year. Uh, you know, Nick Foles is taking up four, three and a half percent. Roquan Smith is set to be a free agent after this year. I, I mean, it just sort of, there's nothing inspiring about this roster. And it really looks like 
all these moves that Ryan Pace has made, whether it's the trade for Khalil Mack, and he's been, you know, he's been really good. I don't know that he's justified the, the trade per se. Um, but you know, all the moves that he's made, it's all sort of looks like it's coming apart. It feels almost like maybe ownership was like, look, you, you know, you got you know, 10 million bucks to go play with Andy Dalton and you, you better make the playoffs or else, you know. Yeah, I I don't know even really what because I mean, short of a Russell Wilson trade in August, or you know, where you're flipping Andy Dalton back to Seattle, um, or you're you're moving up for a quarterback, you know, even in that scenario, I mean, what is the offense? You know, I don't know. What are you trying to do? I guess that's what I'm asking. Um, And you know, I I don't think they know, and I think that's the biggest problem is that they don't. You know, we we do these all season grades. It's like, where's the direction? Like, what is the what is the focus goal that you're trying to achieve other than just salvaging your jobs? You know, Um, and I and I just you know one final thought. I think that um, nothing against Andy Dalton. I mean, good for him making ten million dollars from from all accounts. He's a great guy, but I just think you know Bears fans. You know, if you're looking for us to sugar, it shouldn't be sugar coated. I mean. The Bears Twitter account after Andy Dalton signs, you know, QB1 with a big picture. I mean, do you think anyone is excited about that? And, uh, yeah, so I, I think they have a lot to do to get better. Uh, the Green Bay Packers 13 and three last year. And as is, you know, oftentimes the case with Green Bay, they were not, uh, substantially, you know, they're not crazy in free agency. Uh, I don't, I actually don't think they've added anyone from another team. Is that? Is that right? Is that like a, maybe there's like some, some lower end additions, but they you know, obviously they brought back Aaron Jones, Kevin King on a one year deal and they re-signed Marseille's Lewis. They, uh, they lost Jamal Williams, Rick Wagner, very notably Corey Lindsley and also Christian Kirksey. What do you think about the Packers offseason? Yeah, I gave them a C. I think you could argue it, it could be lower. Um, just because this is a team where they're kind of on the brink now for two years. You, you want to, I mean, I'm sure Aaron Rodgers isn't sitting there necessarily gushing at the fact that they, they brought back Aaron Jones and they signed Kevin King and that was it. Um, but I still think their roster is good enough to justify, you know, they locked up a centerpiece, a playmaker for, you know, with Aaron Jones, you know, did they overpay? Maybe, but he's back. Kevin King, whatever. Um, it's a, it's a fine salary, I guess, for a starting cornerback. Um, yeah, you would have liked to see. I think they could have gambled on a guy like Will Fuller, somebody like that. I mean, you can make that work with the cap. Um, but you know, if they can hit on a receiver, uh, if they can add some pieces in the draft, I mean, this is a team that made the NFC championship two years in a row. Um, I think that, um, those offensive line addition losses, they're going to have to make up for those as well. But if you can hit on that in the draft, I think it looks better than a C, you know, I think you could argue C minus if you're really disappointed about missing on the receiver, you know, I don't want to go D plus just because I think they've managed to keep that roster intact enough to compete. Yeah, I mean, it's, you don't, you can't, it's like, you're not going to fail the Packers for, you know, you're just going to end up with egg on your face in an old takes exposed situation. If you give the Packers an F and they're back in the NFC championship game for the third year in a row, you know, and Aaron Rodgers, you know, the reality is we see this a lot around the NFL that a great quarterback covers up a lot of flaws on a, on a, on a roster. And Aaron Rodgers does that. The question is, can he do it without Corey Lindsley, without Rick Wagner? I mean, that's, it's a big ask. They just didn't have much salary cap room. It's tough. It's tough for teams to maneuver this year. I don't want to bang the, the Packers too much for, for, you know, for not getting it done. I, I am curious though. Like, will we end up asking what, like, should they have signed Corey Lindsley instead of Aaron Jones or franchise tag Corey Lindsley, especially when you drafted AJ Dillon? And now it's like, well, if you're getting squeezed in the salary cap space and your roster's in a bit of trouble because of, you know, various issues like that, it's worth asking. 
should you have drafted Jordan Love? Or, you know, could you have maybe drafted somebody that could help this roster now? I, I think that's still my biggest bugaboo with the Packers is like, I, I think they're, I think they make largely good decisions and they obviously have had success on the field the last two years, but it's like, you know, what are you, what are you trying to do to win now with Rodgers or, you know, what is, what is the end game? And I think that's sort of, that's a little bit frustrating. Um, and I'm sure it's frustrating for Packers fans as well. All right. Let's take a break. When we come back, the rest of the NFC North. All right. So elsewhere in the NFC North. And by the way, these uh, NFC North teams, they will be playing a 17 game schedule, which is the reason why yours truly Swapped out shirts at the break, Cody. Uh, I was wearing a t-shirt. Now I'm, now I'm, uh, informal podcast wear with this, uh, with this button up in the event that we need to do video coverage. Make sure and check out, of course, CBS Sports HQ. And if you want to be perplexed at my wardrobe changes mid podcast, you can, uh, you can head on over to CBS, uh, youtube.com slash pick six to see me in my, my finest tails. Uh, <laughs> what, what's that? I thought you, I thought you jumped through a, a time loop or something there. Yeah, nobody, did you guys even notice that I changed, just like, I'm back and, I mean, cause like, I think I just exist to Devo as like this, like neck up, like, you know, like floating. It's like a, green. It's a creature. Yeah. Um, the Minnesota Vikings made some moves. They got our uh, colleague, Patrick Peterson, our, our fellow podcaster, Patrick Peterson, this all season. Dalvin Tomlinson brought in, Stephen Weatherly, uh, and Mason Cole. They also retained McKenzie Alexander along with a slew of other, uh, smaller signings. They lost Kyle Rudolph in, um, very, it was a bizarre departure type of thing. Riley Reef and Anthony Harris, pretty big names from that, uh, from that Vikings roster. What are your thoughts on, uh, their, their free agency, Cody? Yeah. I mentioned earlier, I don't really love any of the teams, uh, but I think that the Vikings here, there's a lot of shuffling of the chairs. Um, you can see obviously, you know, swapping out Anthony Harris, bringing in Patrick Peterson, um, they added Dalvin Tomlinson up on, on the defensive line. As always, they've got offensive line questions. Um, you know, I think they still have a lot of things to hit on in the draft. I mean, I'm not sure what direction exactly the Vikings, I mean, they're, they're clearly going younger. On the offensive side of the football, Kyle Rudolph exiting. They've, they've done that at receiver lately. But defense, um, just a little bit curious. I mean, they're, they're plugging in guys as if they're contending. I mean, Patrick Peterson on a one-year deal, that's a that's a short-term fix there in the secondary. Um, I But I like Dalvin Tom- Tomlinson, and I like Patrick Peterson. I think those are two prototypical Mike Zimmer additions there for that defense. And so, um, you know, I think they're in a solid – B minus kind of a range. I mean, I still think again, like all these teams, they've got a hit on the draft. They could use a, another number three receiver. Um, but I, I like the marquee moves, if you want to call them that, that they made. Yeah. And I think, man, I mean, I mean, I'll be honest. I really think everybody in this division, again, for the second year in a row is just like playing for second place. And yeah, yeah. you know, I think last year, I probably, I, it's on me. I mean, like I got too cute with this division, like thinking the Packers would regress. I mean, the, like they're just a lot better than everybody else in this division. If Aaron Rodgers plays 16 games and, you know, anywhere 75% or better of what he did. Um, but I do, you know, I do like that the Vikings are trying to sort of, you know, I, don't, I don't know if reload is the word here. I mean, they, it's, it's, I mean, it's just hard to, Minnesota just feels like they're kind of capped out at a ceiling. Yeah, and that's, I mean, you can compare them to their quarterback. I think that they've been that way for a while, and a lot of people close to the Vikings would would say that, that the Vikings are, they're almost never really bad, uh, but they're they're rarely kind of 
you know, hitting the top of the mountain or getting close to it. They, they feel like a second place team almost all the time. Um, Kirk Cousins, we know he's a, he can be good, but he's rarely been great. And so, you know, these moves, do they kind of indicate a, a different direction? I don't necessarily think so, but on their, you know, individually, I like the moves that they're doing. Yeah. I, I don't disagree with that. And I mean, I, I would probably pick them to be second in the division right now. They close with, with Chicago, I think in neck and neck there. Uh, we will see how that all plays out. I do know who I will be picking to finish last in the division, and that is the Detroit Lions, who had a busy offseason. Um, Jared Goff traded for. They swapped out Matthew Stafford for Jared Goff. They brought in Jamal Williams, Tyrell Williams, Brashad Perryman, Michael Brockers, who they traded for after he insulted Jared Goff, and Randy Bullock. Yeah, Randy, fat Randy. They retained Romeo Aquara. And as we mentioned, Stafford gone, Kenny Galladay gone, Marvin Jones gone, Danny Shelton gone, and Matt Prater gone. What's your grade for the Lions there? Yeah, I'm at a C plus. Um, I think that, you know, it all comes down to those picks. I mean, they, you know, they, they took on Jared Goff's contract because they were able to get those extra firsts, uh, from the Rams for Stafford. I think they were right to move on from Matthew Stafford at this juncture. It made sense for him. It also makes sense for them. I mean, sell him while his value is still there. You, you were going to have to tear it down and rebuild anyway. Um, but, uh, you know, and, and Aquara, the, the re-signing there, I think that's fair value for an up-and-coming pass rusher. But the fact of the matter is, I mean, we can't grade this like an A or a D or an F until those picks. I mean, we've seen teams collect draft picks before for rebuilds. That doesn't mean you've collected talent. So the Lions, whether it's Jared Goff or someone else starting a quarterback in Week 8 or 2022, um, I think that, you know, they have to hit on those picks. Now, whether Dan Campbell's directing that or the new GM, the new front office, look, I think as an off season this, this year, I mean, is it, is it going to be getting Lions fans back in the seats to go watch Jared Goff, you know, hand off to Jamal Williams? Probably not. Um, but they, they collected, I think a good haul for Stafford. They got to hit on that down the road. Yeah, I mean that's that's really the key, and it's hard. You know, we talk, I would talk about this with um, Sully in in some of the other pods. It, it's like it's hard as the grader of free agency to give a grade for a team like this because inherently, what the Lions are doing is tearing it all down. You know, like you lose Kenny Galladay and Matthew Stafford and Marvin Jones. And, you know, it's going to be hard to get a good grade. Um, but you're right, like you know, because they are getting those picks. It, you know what I mean? It's just it's just it's like a it's not a team that's using free agency to become good. It's a team uh-huh. that's just trying to strip down for parts and, and and figure everything out. I mean, look, Jared Goff is throwing – TJ Hawkinson might have 160 catches this year. I mean, he's throwing to – Jared Goff to Brashad Perryman, Tyrell Williams, and Quintus Cephas. This is Danny Mandola. I mean, this is not not the 07 Patriots. No, and I think, you know, you could make an argument that – I mean, I think we all knew, kind of like Stafford, it was the time to sell – you know, this was the offseason to do that because you mentioned the Vikings kind of hitting a cap. I think the Lions had kind of hit their cap with the the regime that was built around Stafford. I mean, Marvin Jones, probably a little bit underrated, but still guys like that that were around. I mean, even Kenny Galladay, when he was healthy, the Lions still weren't making that much noise. Um, and so they needed to tear it down. But yeah, I think, you know, if you want to plug in something instead of C plus, I mean, say incomplete, say to be decided because they need to hit up. The fact is, I mean, it's all about, uh, who they're adding in the draft this offseason, next offseason with those future first. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you there. I think that is a good call on Detroit. All right. That's it for the NFC North, a very, eh, it's a fine division. 
fine division in the offseason. Not, nothing, nothing crazy exciting. I mean, just nobody really had a whole lot of room to do anything, and, and it showed. I mean, we got the Stafford golf deal. But uh, either way, great job on the grades. Make sure to check out Cody's piece on the site. Uh, thanks as always, Cody.